This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Welcome to the Candid Life podcast, where we turn our broken hallelujahs into melody lines of impact. And I'm your host, Lydia Gargo. My guest is my second son, S.A. David Gago, a student at the School of Art Institute in Chicago. Today, we're going to be talking about new beginnings. Specifically, we'll focus on segment one, the blank space. Segment two, finding your place. And segment three, running your race. So, welcome, S.A. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am very well, thank you. So let's go ahead and jump right in to segment one, which is the blank space. You are a student at the Art Institute, like I mentioned. You graduated in 2020 during the period when COVID just started. How was that final high school period for you? It was extremely anticlimactic. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, you know, we were pretty much almost done with the year. We were just finishing off the musical and we got sent home. And, you know, we all thought it would be just a week or two and we would come back. But it was like done. They just announced that, okay, school is basically just online for the rest of the semester. And we finished off our school, our senior year online. But I mean, it was interesting doing it from home. It was definitely different, and I still feel like I learned from it. But, you know, we didn't get to have prom or the final musical or the senior walk or any of those nice events that most seniors do. But, yeah, it it was different. Yeah. You need to tell our listeners, though, which school you went to. I went to Stony Creek (laughs) High School. And you're referring to a musical. And what was that musical? It was Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. And I remember you were very excited about that. I was. Boom fell off the cliff, right? Um, But it was actually shown as some kind of, what was it again? It was a digital performance, I think. They just had, they took Zoom videos of each of the (laughs) actors and stuff, and they showed it at like a drive-in theater just by the school. I did not attend that (laughs) because I was working, but it seemed interesting. Okay, okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Well, now you are a student at SAIC, and mm, I know you were pretty excited about going to SAIC. What was it about the school that got your attention, and yeah, what was it about it? The way they teach art there is very interdisciplinary, so you don't have to take a strict path with how you want to learn I mean, I love photography, but I'm also getting into screen printing and making clothes. Um, I've gotten really into video and sound, different things like that. So I get to take really whatever classes I want and I get to combine them into my own major. So I'm not strictly learning photography. I'm learning a lot of things. So that that's really what gravitated me towards the school. Mm-hmm. Were there other schools that you had thought about? It was really just between SAIC and MSU. But MSU, I wasn't even going for art, so it wouldn't have been something I'd love to do. But yeah, I mean, that's a good school there. I have a lot of friends there, too. OK, 
Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing that. Now, of course, leaving home was the first time. You know, we letting you go to study, of course, was also um, an important step for us as a family. How did you feel about leaving Michigan and moving over to Chicago? I love you, Mom, but it's nice having <laughs> no parents for a little bit. It's nice being like more of an individual and it's being far away from home. It's like you can't fall back in anything. You have to just make new friends and you have a fresh, like new slate. So it was good just finding my own way and, you know, finding who out I'm who I gravitated towards as people. And yeah, it's also nice being out of state. Like it's not like I could just drive back home in the short little drive to see everybody. I have to really cherish my time with my family when I see them. And then grow when I'm not with them. So that's a very interesting perspective about flying out the nest, right? I mean, of course, it was um, interesting for us. I think I was excited on many levels because I do have a brother in Chicago, and so knowing that you had family there as well was a bit of a comfort blanket, if you want to call it that. But more excited about you going out there and living life and discovering life for yourself and charting your own path was definitely a good thing. So did you feel though prepared? Yes. You'll have to explain a little bit more to us when you say that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my art was already pretty decent at the time when I left. I already had a lot of skills under my belt. So when I went there, it was, I mean, it's an art school, so I really got to expand upon what I already know and really grow in my artistic practice. And then I'm also, I mean, I've still grown again in like me as a human being, but before I still was in a comfortable space of knowing who I am. So I wasn't really scared of anything, you know, like I, I meet people, I make friends pretty easily. So I wasn't too worried about that. Before we get started talking about finding your place, segment two, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Welcome back. And if you're joining us for the show, this is the Candid Life podcast. And I'm your host, Lydia Gago. And I'm here today with my son, Essay, say hey, Essay. Hello. <laughs> and Essay is a student at the School of Art Institute in Chicago. Today's topic is new beginnings. In the last segment, we discussed the blank space and what that means. But right now, we are going to go on and talk about finding your place. Now, you moved on to Chicago. You said you're, you're happy, you're settled there, you're finding your place, I suppose. You're finding your place there. Uh, what has been the most important thing to you when you have started this new journey of becoming a student in this new place? Has it been more fitting in or standing out? What has been your priority? At art school, everybody is unique and different. <laughs> like, I mean, back here in Rochester, Michigan, I feel like everybody kind of fits into the same, like, normal-ish mode or mold. But 
when you're at art school, everybody has colored hair and everybody's different and everybody wears different things. So it's like being unique is being normal there. <laughs> and so um, I never felt like I didn't fit in there. Here I do stick out a little bit more. So I felt like I didn't have to really try any try hard to fit in with any certain crowd. Um, friends came naturally. Like I kind of cycled through a different number of friend groups before I found the ones I'm really currently with right now. But um, the most important thing was just finding people I could really talk to and people I could grow with, because like those are the relationships that um, stand the test of time. And I've definitely found those friends. What have you learned about yourself as you have been navigating college in Chicago? I've learned that you don't have to filter yourself. Like if you're being yourself and other people don't like that or they feel threatened by that or they don't agree with you, then I feel like you don't need that. Because what's the point of having friends who are going to drag you down or people who just don't accept you? You, you talked about your friendship groups, the people that uh, you've gravitated to. I suppose you can each gravitate to each other and you have forged some really good healthy relationships you'd say yes yes and um how have they motivated you to change i think one of the things that i i noticed when uh, you were here in rochester at stony creek high school is you did have a group of friends who challenged you to do different things like the photography like being part of the theater program and so many other things which um I feel as a parent helped you to move forward and bring out new parts of you that you probably didn't know or didn't, you know, you were constantly in this place of discovery. So how do you feel that that has been, um, do you feel that that has grown whilst you've been in Chicago? Definitely. Um, one of my best friends at school, her name is Camille. She showed me a lot of different um, visual artists and she showed me this one photographer by the name of Nan Golden. And what she would do is basically just document her life. She would just take her camera everywhere. Um, she would just photograph her most intimate moments. And I think that was like one of the main things that's um, influenced me, like myself as a person and my work, just having honesty in your work. And so I've been photographing my life my music, I'll talk about things that I'm dealing with, and it's just very raw. Um, I also have another friend named Owen, and he's his work, some of it's based off of like the things he reads and the things he's learned. So we both re recently read this book together named The Alchemist, and a lot of it is about like signs from like the divine or the universe or things like that. And um, that kind of showed me that I'm just not really searching for anything personally and I'm just growing in my own way and um, my work has also become about that and about personal beliefs of myself and others and yeah just friends have really sh shown me different things to address in my work and as a person. You grew up in a Christian home and you came recently and you shared that you had had some change in beliefs. Would you like to share what some of those changes are and how that affected you and what actually sparked that change in belief? Um, so personal beliefs. 
I've just been reading the Bible. I mean, not that recently, but like a couple months ago and just researching some different things from the text. And I just found things I just don't agree with. Like one of the main things, my one um, friend, their name is Marcel. They did a performance where they were reading these misogynistic Bible verses and binding themselves with rope. And um, at the end, they were just completely like, like they couldn't move. And some of them just really stuck out to me. Like some of them were speaking about how women couldn't speak in the Bible or, or couldn't speak in the church or how like women can't lead a church or like some of them just got really bad where it'd be like, um, if a sinful man is to rape a woman, then the woman should stay with him to make him a better man. It's like talking about how men are the focus. I found that to be an issue. Um, some other things, just because I feel like a lot of things were just societal standards that changed with time, but the Bible kind of like Im- implemented them into like text that will be read forever and understood forever. And I think some things need to change along with time. And also just like different Bible stories. I didn't think that they were realistic. And of course, not everything's realistic, but yeah. So I just kind of strayed away from that. But um, I've been having a lot of conversations with people. Like I had a conversation with my friend Bella, and she was talking about how religion and God bettered her as a person. How when she went through hard time and she had a friend who would send her Bible verses, and those would really help her to fight the battle she was going through. And I think that if you're using your relationship with God or whoever you believe in to make you a better person or to make you love more, then that's great. Like, I mean, I feel like I love more and I have grown without it. And that works for me. But I see some people using it to push others down. And that I do not agree with. Just whatever makes you a better person. Well, that's a that's a very interesting uh, perspective. But do you see though that sometimes um, in any religion or in any culture, that there is always going to be somebody who has a different perspective on an issue and may try to abuse those perspectives for their gain? I mean, do you see that aspect in in um, in when you're dealing with people or in life in general? I mean, you can take everything in the wrong way or the right way, but there's certain things I'll read from it and be like, okay, this is, <laughs> no matter the way you interpret this, this mm-hmm. is not okay. And overall, I don't even, I mean, a lot of pain from all religions has mm-hmm. arisen from just the whole concept of religion. And I think it's not good. Just, I mean, like religion as a whole idea, not just Christianity, just like anything. It just causes a lot of persecution. Because you were, you believed in God at some point in your life, right? And you believed that you had a relationship with God. You know, there have been times that you yourself would say that, you know, God spoke to me about this or God showed me this. Do you then feel now that that relationship has been severed and God doesn't speak to you anymore? Or what? what is it that has changed in terms of your relationship or 
in terms of you hearing the Lord or seeing the Lord in the things around you? What has changed? So what do you believe now? I don't believe in God. Okay. <laughs> but when I'm thinking it back to like, you know, me hearing God or certain things like that, I think it's just my own, it was like my own consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I think I should do this or I feel this intuition to not do this. And it's like, I'll just, I, I would just attribute that to God. And that was really just myself. And it's like, when I think back now, it's like, I can do that. Like I can realize, yeah, that was just my own thinking. Okay. So what would you describe your beliefs as now? I think it doesn't matter. I think that humans just have such a obsession with finding out everything that we don't understand. And I don't need to understand everything. Like I don't need to put my um, my beliefs into a box. I don't need to say that I'm agnostic or atheist or whatever because I really think it just doesn't matter. I'm just I'm just living right now, and yeah, I don't need to label my ideology. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, before we go on to the next section, which is running your race. We are going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back. Welcome back. Thanks for checking out the Candid Life podcast, where we turn our broken hallelujahs into melody lines of impact. And I'm your host, Lydia Gargo. Today, I'm with my son, Essay who is a student at the School of Art Institute in Chicago. We've been discussing new beginnings. And last segment, we discussed finding your place. And we want to finish the podcast today by talking about running your race. Every race is very individual. And moving to college has its new beginnings and new expectations and so many other things what would you say running your race means to you um running your race just pursuing your goals really running head first into what you want to do i've been running my race um I've really just been growing with my photography and I submitted some work to one of the school photography like institutions and they want to um, make a exhibition with me to show some of my work at a gallery at the school. So and I'm really happy about that. I've really been working hard to get my work out there. Um, my one mentor in Michelle, I'm oh, sorry, in Chicago, the name's Michelle. They were telling me about meeting up with artists in Detroit and um, just discussing work and shadowing them on their shoots and just anything. So I met up with a couple of artists and that's been really great just to get some more insight on what work looks like in your actual field after university. And yeah, it's just been good. It's nice knowing that the work I'm making now is actively going towards a bigger project. Like I'm working on a book right now and it's just great sharing my work and seeing people have my work physically. And yeah, I'm running my race. <laughs> you talked about um, meeting two Detroit-based photographers. Would you like to just share very briefly who they were and 
you know, what, what was it about your work that inspires you? Recently, I met up with Lancer. Um, she's a photographer in Detroit, and she shoots primarily film. She's been, she graduated, um, she got her Bachelor of Fine Arts at CCS, the College for Creative Studies. And I did a program there back in 2018. And yeah, I've been following her work for a long time. And just her photography is amazing. She shoots mostly in Detroit and in the Philippines, um, just photographing like party scenes. Um, and it's just a lot of her friends and her family and photos you could only get if you were close to her. And um, she kind of just wants to break down like the racial barrier between different countries and different peoples. And um, I just think that's really beautiful. So we talked a lot about actually creating a plan for when you're putting your work out there or when you're working with the client. She's talking about how she would, um, she had a whole like list go on. So she'd be like, okay, I'll meet with the clients. We'll talk about what their vision is and what her vision is and how to actually make that happen. So you're also being like a photographer, director, a creative director, a producer, like it all comes together. So um, yeah, it just really comes into planning and that's how you put your best work together. When did you actually, when was the first time you, you saw Lancer? In person? Mm -hmm. That was three weeks ago. We went and we got food at this brewery. It was, it was really nice. Okay, and who was the other photographer that you had a chance to meet with? I met up with Daryl D'Angelo. They're an artist in Detroit. They're recently, I think they're going to move out to Brooklyn because they got a job there. But um, yeah, their work is amazing. And um, I think they went, they graduated from SAIC with my other mentor, um, Michelle. And yeah, we just talked about what it's like being a black artist in America or in Chicago or just wherever we go. And um just working hard for whatever you're doing and writing like writing and reading contribute a lot to your work and they gave me a couple book um book recommendations that have influenced their work and yeah just really gaining knowledge is like the main thing that'll affect your work because you're you only have your own experience and to add on more context into your work you need to be researching so that was just a great thing i learned from them Mm. You talked as well about uh, Rochelle, sorry, Michelle. Yes. Uh, who is your mentor at the, well, she's not really, I mean, no, I, tell I us mean, a little bit more about Michelle because you met her when you were doing the program at um, SAIC over the summer and she decided to take you under her wing to mentor you. How did you feel about that? Yeah, um, I met them back in 2019. I did a pre-college program there. I was with them for two weeks. And yeah, so I went over to go see their studio and just see a bunch of the work they're working on. And yeah, I showed them some of my work and some of the books I've been working on. And yeah, they were just like, I think it'd be great for you know me to mentor you or you to come maybe once or twice a week. We can work on stuff together and I can tell you about artists or different exhibitions to apply to. And that was just beautiful. I feel like that was a really great thing because that's just like there's so much I can learn from them and so much I can grow from that, too. So um, that was just really great. <laughs> and um, yeah, like they saw me and said that, OK, I see potential in this student and I'm going to help them be the best that they can be. That was just great. Mm -hmm. 
What would you say was your biggest challenge in your first year? Um, let me just be a little bit more specific in terms of your roommates, because it was your first time you were... <laughs> It was the first time you were rooming with people. You've always had your private space at home. And then all of a sudden you're rooming with people. How was that experience? Both of my roommates were interesting. So my first one, I mean, the first one was a nice guy. Like, Parshav, he, he was really cool. He was really cool. We had a nice time together. Um, he would just be a big partier, though. So we'd have people in our room all the time. <laughs> I feel like I didn't, I, I ended up telling him once. I was like, okay, I need some space so I can study and work and stuff. Because that's what we're here for. And after that, the parties just stopped. <laughs> like, he stopped bringing people over, and I was like, okay, I'm okay with that. You know, I get more time to myself. Um, but I ended up switching roommates. And my second roommate, I don't need to speak on him, but he just wasn't a great person. So he ended up leaving. I mean, like, moving out again, uh, like, the, a month before the semester ended. So then I had my own space, and it's nice having your own space. I mean, I just got um, signed in the lease in an apartment with some friends I'm at an apartment, so I'll have my own room, which I think is enough. Like, it's nice having a communal space and having friends around you, but you still have your own room to get your alone time. So I think that kind of just, like, um, resolves the issue because it's nice living with people, but it's also nice being alone. Mm -hmm. So what has been the biggest challenge for you and what has been your biggest accomplishment? Biggest challenge, I feel like the biggest challenge and the biggest accomplishment go together because at first it was hard cranking out multiple pieces of art every two weeks. Like you have to really dig deep and find things you're passionate about making work about. So um, it, it, it was it was always good. But um, at first I really had to find what do I want to talk about? What do I want to make work about? And um. Yeah, I would just really talk about just um, in the beginning, it was like African-American experience because that's what was going on. I mean, it's still going on, but it was more prevalent at the time. And then as time went on, I was talking more about relationships with people and family. And then by the end, it became um, the exploration into beliefs and the afterlife. And yeah, I think your work should just mirror where you are in your life and what's on your mind most of the time. And right now, I'm just focused on living because I'm so busy with work and hanging out with friends and stuff. So it's like I'm kind of in this relaxation mode, but also work mode. So I'm not thinking about some of these really heavy topics because I'm so busy. So my work right now is just, again, me living. It's my friends hanging out. It's me working. It's just, you know, it just shows what where I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you hope to achieve moving on into your second year? What are you excited about? I'm taking a figure drawing class and I do not draw <laughs> much. <laughs> so um, I'm excited to see how that develops in my work. And I'm going to find a way of intertwining that with my photography. And also, I really want to get better at painting. I've started the practice of painting on my photos, on my Polaroids and some of my prints and yeah, I just keep wanting to, I just keep wanting to keep getting better at mixing all of the mediums I'm interested in. And yeah, just being more honest, like I'm releasing an album next month and most of the things I'm saying on it are just like very intimate to me. And yeah, I just want people to see me and see 
what I want them to see. So it's like I'm showing, it's like your work is a display of yourself. So if yeah. people want to find out a little bit more or hear your work or see more of your work, where can they go to find that? Um, follow my Instagram. It's David Gago, D-A-V-I-D-G-A-G-O-H. And what about your music? You can get there through the Instagram. I'll have a link in the bio. Okay. Sounds really good. Well, before we close up on this podcast, I have this one question that I ask everybody that's why it's called The Candid Life. And the question is, what does it mean to you to live the candid life? Again, what I said earlier, like living unfiltered, being yourself, just living your truest self. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us today on this podcast, The Candid Life. We focused on new beginnings. Specifically, we talked about the blank space, finding your place, and running your race. We hope you learned something today and enjoy the show. Say a very big thank you to my son, Essay. Thank David you. Gago, <laughs> for sharing his story. And as a mother, I just want to say that you inspire me, you teach me, you encourage me to do better. And your dad and I want to say that we are proud of you and wish you all the best in the future. And we look forward to seeing more of your work as you continue to grow as an artist. Inaendeshwa na Afripods.